you're Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the latest album by John uh, Cale called Mercy. Uh, John Cale from Wales is a Rosetta Stone as far as alternative music goes. He was the guy sitting there with Lou Reed in 1963 forming the Velvet Underground. Um, and after he was turfed out of the Velvet Underground after White Light White Heat, their second album, and it's him who is, uh, he's originally from Wales and was a violinist, and it's his shrieking avant-garde violin that's all over that Velvet Underground and Nico album, particularly a track like Venus in Furs or Heroin, um, and intellectually was one of the, the cornerstones of the band, him and, him and Lou, it was, it was them that were the thematic leaders of the band, probably alongside a little bit Andy Warhol. After that, he has recorded 19, I think, solo albums, many acclaimed ones, and produced some astonishing records. The first album by The Stooges, the first album by Patti Smith, some of the Nico albums that are now regarded as absolute landmarks. Well, he's about 80 and he's not slowing down because, um, I think this is his 19th solo album, first for a few years, 17th solo album, a very long one, uh, over 70 minutes, and um, it's got a raft of unexpected influences on it. It's actually a really easy listening album for someone that is known for uh, abrasion and the avant-garde, um, and the opening track really like sets the tone for uh, one of the main influences on it which is yacht rock or yacht pop. It's got these like um, actually quite soft and gentle synth patterns. Sounds a little bit like 10 cc the opening track Mercy, the title track, sounds like 10 cc's I'm not in love a little bit. It's also got a raft of really uh, co interesting contemporary um, collaborators on here, often from the electronic arena like Laurel Halo, who um, is on that track. Um, his own voice is undimmed. It's it's really really uh, quite strong and goes through various different phases of being more direct and more front and center in the mix, but spends a lot of the time um, multi-tracked in the background as well. Um, I think the opening half of the album is um, can be drifty and dull uh, a little bit. I think track two with the excellent electronic act actress called Marilyn Monroe's legs. <coughs> And, the, and the, um, the lyrics can often be a bit abstract as well. But Actress seems like the kind of artist that would really work well here. Uh, he's got very sort of deep dubby house music, but it's, it's pretty hook free and it does kind of set the tone for the first half of the album where a lot of stuff can drift by a bit and be a little bit dull. Um, I thought uh, Noisy You picked things up. It was a lot more sort of immediate than the previous two tracks, almost like the LA artist Dan Funk, who does this very sort of electronic 80s version of funk um, called uh, Noise of You. I thought it was, uh, actually had a like crescendos rather than staying in the same stasis all the way through, and violins as well coming in. Ways Blood comes in on the um, story of blood. Um, everything has got a kind of death march pace um, and a lot of the collaborators like Wise Blood or Wise Blood, however you say it, sit quite far in the background here, never sort of overwhelming. Um, and maybe they could have come to the fore a little bit more 
it starts picking up for me a lot. Uh, Time Standstill Track 5 with Sylvan Esso. Um, it's actually got like drill, UK drill production. Uh, a lot of this music has um, sub bass in the background, even when it's um, not heavy in any way. It still utilizes a sort of sub bass zone, but definitely sort of drill percussive flourishes on that one. I'm burning up. Yesterday was near 40 degrees and today's about 35. I have to close all of the doors and turn the aircon off to record the sound. I'm sweating already. Um, the track six, Moonstruck, is uh, called Nico's Song uh, and has some sort of like Gregorian chant. Some, uh, quite often on this album, he will multi-track his voice into that sort of Gregorian chant thing. Um, stuff like the burbling synth bass, I wish there was a bit more of that on this album. I wish it was all a bit louder. But things have started picking up a lot. And Animal Collective, track seven, Everlasting Days is awesome. Uh, the vocals are a lot more forward in the mix. Um, there's a lot more colour and, and near breakbeats on the percussive side. And it's almost like the album wakes gradually over its first sort of half hour. Um, lovely drum pattern on Night Crawling. And this is what, like every track sort of from the halfway point is better than everything that preceded it, I think. Um, it's got a really strong chorus for once. Uh, really great chorus. Uh, and that sub bass coming through. Um, not the end of the world, another one really strong chorus. Uh, not the end of the world said in a manner that makes you think that he doesn't quite believe it. As a lot of the lyrical symbolism here is quite post-apocalyptic stuff about um, ice and the North Sea and the Arctic flow and stuff like that. And a, a bit of Robbie Robertson sort of somewhere down that crazy river, was that that song? A swampy sort of vibe to it. Um, the Fat White Family, a notorious English alt band I don't know much about, uh, bring live drums to the legal status of ICE, uh, and that's another really great track. And it has live drums and descending guitar through the first half of it, and this is a long album, it's 12 tracks long. Nothing is under 5 minutes, several tracks are over 7. Um, so it is a long album. About a halfway stage on that track, you get into this um, almost like Radiohead idiotech breakbeats, which is really, really good. Um, and then it's sort of on a come down. I know you're happy featuring Tay Shi. I don't know anything about them, but it's got a super hooky chorus, almost a trip hop beat, very warm synths. Uh, and the last track is one of the strongest out your window. If you jump out the window, I will break your fall really desperate sounding vocals. Uh, it could be a song about, you know, salvation and kindness, but it sounds so much more desperate. Um, you know, great end. So overall, I felt it drifted a lot in the early stages, but it's an album that rewards listening. It's also an album that doesn't reward staring at it too much. It's beautiful, luxurious background music that you can easily put on and it sort of pulls you in. Um, rather than sort of staring at each track individually. <clears throat> and I did think that the, it would have been improved if they'd have removed some of those earlier tracks. They occupy the same pocket a bit much and it's a bit too death march and a bit too uh, funeral and um, the latter tracks have a lot more sort of colour and interest and difference between them. Uh, I can almost imagine Nick Cave making an album like this in, in 10 years time for some reason. But I really like the whole yacht rock, yacht pop vibe as well. 
So I, it's a really good album. It's just one that takes a while to sort of sink in. Um, and it would have been improved and become a really great album if they'd have got through some of the more middling stuff and left it on the cutting room floor because it is pretty long anyway. But I'm still going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, Mercy, John Cale's 17th studio album, an 8 out of 10.